going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 261, broken up, up into two parts, A and B. 261A will post on 118. We'll, there, will, there will be a discussion on the 355 and 261B. Posting on Friday, 121, will be a discussion on the Netflix original, Don't Look Up. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Roger, the 355 Stillian. And our lovely perma guest, Chris, the destructive comet Bon. Gentlemen, how he are is, you this week? He is lovely. Um, I feel like is, I got shorted, <laughs> shorted in the nickname department today. Well, I feel you like... Don't, you don't want... Is... Wait, hold on. You don't want to be a cool um, American Revolution spy running around? No. All right. Fair. Sorry. I feel like it's weird we got no count in. That was, that was real. I mean, he just went right in there. If he doesn't count in. He doesn't have to admit that he messed up. That's true. That's, That's true. probably what it is. I tried. To, I actually tried a few things this week. I tried to like coach myself on that. So I've been. Did you look yeah. in the mirror and pipe yourself up as you gave your speech? No, man. No, no I did not do that. I just sat at a desk. Weird. How is your week, gentlemen? Snow is pounding down outside in the East Coast. What's a, how was your week, though, before the snow hit? My week was good. I just I went to Columbus with my kids and my wife. We uh, we went to Legoland for my oldest, and we went to another cool place, which actually ended up being, in our opinion, better than Legoland. So, wait, Legoland? Nothing is better than Legoland. Yeah, sir. Legoland's super cool. Good for you. Did you like? No, did you feel it, like it, a it's, big... no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I guess I should elaborate a little more. This isn't actually Legoland. This is oh. like the cheap knockoff, like like version of it that they have like places everywhere in the United States. It's actually, well, like I'm, I'm sure it was still cool though, right? It was pretty cool. Was Don't it me Mega Blocks land? <laughs> it was actually like, <laughs> it was Lego, but it was a Lego build center is I'm what it's called. I'm glad you got my joke. Thank you. I did. <laughs> it was a, it was, a, it was called, it's called a Lego build center. So there's still a giant giraffe made of Legos and all the Lego, you know, everything, but it's just not quite as big or as well organized, but it was still cool. I mean, she had a great, my kid had a great time. That's all but, that uh, matters anyway. Went to another place called Otherworld, which was definitely worth the money. That was cool. And I, recommend, is, lo- I recommend lots of Other- drugs or drinking before you get there. But what is Otherworld? Like, what, what kind it's of like a, is that? It's a sci-fi kind of like experience place where they took a whole bunch of, like, it's in this old abandoned plaza, and somebody came in and, like, combined all the old buildings and has all these like sci-fi esque rooms put together on, on a tour you like walk around, but you may not see all of the things the first time because there's multiple choices of where to go and things to discover. There's tunnels hidden around and secret entrances and exits, and you'll see a whole bunch of different stuff when you do so. And there's a lot of inter- interactivity a part of it. It's actually really freaking cool. Oh, that's like, really cool. I think we're gonna go back there there again for sure. I think your kids had a better week than I did. <laughs> well, that's, I think I have, to, I have to go do some cool stuff, man. That's, that's true. Most weeks, probably. Wow. Thank you for that. I didn't do a whole yes. this week. I don't know what I did this week. Uh, I won a bunch of games in Fortnite. Did you really? Did you, did, yep. you crush, did you crush some noobs in Fortnite? I beat up children, yes. That's good. What was and that then movie? I played Fortnite. Hold on. What's, is that bad Santa where he's like, I beat uh-huh. up some children today? Ah, uh-huh. you got it. I felt Heard good it. today. I beat up some kids today. Feel pretty good about it. <laughs> I love that. I love he gets that. out of his car and a bunch of liquor bottles roll out and he just proceeds to fight a bunch of 12-year-olds. <laughs> yep. You know what? Hold on. Does that? I was thinking about it today. Does that movie exist today? Like, does that script get made today? No. Zero percent chance. That's Which is sad. What is that noise? Interesting. What? 
What? Oh, I didn't know we're talking about what noise. Is that a thing from Bad Santa? I, I just forgot. No, something is scraping against no, somebody's something microphone. Something is scraping someone's oh. mic real bad. It's yeah, you. That, it's you. Oh, it's probably me. I'm. Oh, sorry, guys. Has a problem. Has a problem with the constant running furnace in the background, but it's okay with actually. I didn't know. I have to put on, on the mic. It's so cold in this room. I gotta wear a jacket. I took the jacket off. I'll sacrifice myself. <laughs> My goodness, it's so cold in this room. All for right, the good of, for the good of the cast. Good of the cast. Um. Oh, yeah. See, I was thinking about. Okay, so I had a thought while watching "Don't Look Up," and it's I don't want to talk about the movie right now, but so. Don't look up. Are those the new spoof movies? Because we can't, you know. Although you, you guys remember all the stupid spoof movies like um, Meet the Spartans, you know, Scary yeah. Movie One through whatever, whatever. You know, we can't make those anymore because all the comedy that was in those is like would be deemed inappropriate by some people. Even though, like, see, I don't understand because it is just comedy. But like, anyway. So, is are these the new spoof movies? Movies like Don't Look Up and vice are these the new ones or are they just because of the climate we're in today you think i'm not entirely convinced it's a spoof movie not a instead of a documentary film <laughs> well it's something i just thought like because That's... like all the movies that i like back in the like all the movies that i laughed at growing up my friends laughed at just over and over at parties just growing up as we were drinking like i can't those don't exist in like in like polite um, company anymore like they can't like you, you you can't show those in a school you can't like people will just there's so much about them that people just aren't okay with so you I consumed wonder, like, alcohol underage that's illegal sir you act like you didn't come on now i don't know what you're talking about mm-hmm. to answer your question i i do think these are the current spoof movies and uh, I, i'm under the mind that comedy should be off limits from that kind of scrutiny but I'm probably in the minority on that at this point. Wait, wait, you, you gotta, wait, wait. So you you think that comedy should be shouldn't be ridiculed because of its what it, what it is? I think comedy is, I think comedy is off, is offensive. Comedy it, should it, be untouchable. Yeah, I, I agree because like comedy, you don't like it too bad, but it is because what like it is. comics are that like you stand up comedians yep. are still like protected. Like they can do it. They can say whatever they want. Because that isn't true at all. It should be anymore. protected, but that is not true at all. Oh, I. Yeah. I just, but, I just but, but, the... but that, that, that that's more of that point though that comics should be allowed to make comedy. It's it's meant because that way. you're the one paying to be there. You're the one that's like paying money to see it. No one's like it's not like it's a requirement of any kind. Actually, you you'd be surprised about how many videos you could find of where people pay money to go to a comedy show and then pick a fight with a comedian to just get decimated by somebody far funnier than you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think those videos are hysterical. Yep. Because, like, my favorite thing is every now and then somebody's like, what did you expect to happen tonight? Like, what did you think this was? Yeah. Like, an open discussion? No, it's yeah. my comedy show with my name on it. Yeah, exactly. That's just what I... I Why know, are you I here, sir? <laughs> There's always someone who gets... Can we just have clean... Com- I just watched a video where some woman said, can't you just have have clean comedy, PG fun? There, there are plenty of people that are that way. Yeah. Yep. Which is again prerogatives of people that want to be that way, but I don't think comedy should be touchable by that kind by that kind of scrutiny. Because I could talk about that for hours. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with you, Chris. I do. I I just I, I was just thinking about it the past couple of days and where that should fall. It's hard. Don't get me wrong. I've but. been watching a lot of videos on like the First Amendment because I want to be like where I don't understand how this is a thing, but this is all way off topic. But because like I mean <laughs> that's a right that a lot of people are you know not. Are, is kind of fuzzy these days 
And I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure why, but this movie made me think about all that. And like some, I just watched the newest Dave Chappelle special on Netflix, which I thought was hilarious. But I, I, I look at some of the comments on like, Reddit not everybody just, likes that. No, no, no. I love, but like a lot of people are very upset about it. I'm like, then don't watch it. What's the problem? Weird, right? But Netflix mm-hmm. didn't take it off. Obviously, like Netflix's, you know, the Netflix's. The, the Netflix's corporate people don't think it's inappropriate. So Netflix, Netflix got a lot of pushback for not taking that down. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. His most recent special. Yeah. But yeah. there was a lot of there was a lot of praise for, for the ones before that. It, uh-huh. it, it's it's just a line that comics walk that I feel like they should be able to go over. I feel like this movie walks that. Comedy. I feel like this movie walk. I feel like don't look up. It sacrifices what could have been a funnier, better movie to make political statements. And I don't want to talk more about that. I mean, I'm not even going to talk about it when we talk about it. But I just, I just want to say that I just think a, a better movie is buried in there somewhere, but it intentionally is overlooked. You're probably right, but the, that wasn't the point of this movie. I, I, yeah, unfortunately, that's probably right. Documentary well, filmed in real time. <laughs> so what else did you guys get into this week? Mm. I don't know. Bracing for the snowstorm. That's Bracing it. for the end of all life snowstorm is pounding down right now. Gee Louise. All right, gentlemen. This is episode 261 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week we start with the box office, current and upcoming releases, what streaming trailers, and movies of the week. And just a little side... Um, I know that Chris mentioned something to me before we started recording today, and he's not the only one. Uh, some of the people listen to this every week had said, why are you now posting both? Why are you posting? Why are you splitting up the episode, posting on? I mean, the obvious answer is I don't want to shut people out who have only watched one of the movies, but not both, so they don't listen to the episode. I want them to enjoy the episode. That's what I, that's what I tried to do with the time code, um, but I guess it's just not working how I thought it was going to work. But um, if anyone has suggestions on how to release, I, I still want to cover two things a week. If anyone has any suggestions, please feel free to write into the show. I'm open to suggestions on that. Write directly to me, though. <laughs> please. Domineering force in the show. Yeah, I mean, it's just the only way things get done here. Oh my. Yeah. Okay, jeez, Louise. All right, we're moving on. All right. Without further ado, let's gentlemen jump into the box office, and I will have you know, Roger and Chris, that number one making thirty point six million is Scream, and. 30.6 worldwide scram but number two spider-man keeps on trucking another 20.8 million bringing us worldwide to 1.625 billion with a b just keeps on trucking man nothing's gonna stop that for a while sing two 8.3 million worldwide of 215 million the 355 2.3 million to make it worldwide 11 million roger wah, wah, wah. all right <sighs> The King's Man, 2.3 million, 92 million. I was hoping that was going to hit a hundo, but yeah, I don't think it's going to. I don't think it's going to. I was, I did scroll down a little bit to the comparing of the number. I want to ask you guys something. Okay, so I I just saw some things that caught my eye. The Fast Saga Showdown, the 193 day total of Fast 9 is 173 versus the 193 day total of the first one, 144. That I get. The 93-day total of Halloween Kills, 92 million. The 93-day total of Halloween, the remake to, or, or the continuation in 2018, is 159. 
I, I, I understand that because Halloween Kills is a vastly inferior movie to Halloween. Yeah. Now, now that brings us to the Suicide Squad showdown as listed on Box Office Mojo. The 154 day total for Suicide Squad, the, re, the, the James Gunn is 55.8 million. The 154 day total of the Suicide Squad from 2016, 325. Now, yeah. what's the more successful movie? I mean, financially, the first one, but uh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> but does that matter? Does anything else matter in, in today's world? Like, if you know, make... There are plenty of terrible movies that make money. We've discussed yeah, that at length. Yeah. yeah and just, and, and ter- terrible movies that get, reward- that get awards, too. That's true. You're not wrong about that. I'm not wrong. All right. There is the box office. All right. So 2022 has started. Now you know... And yes. Breaking news, folks. It's off to a slow start, but January 14th brought us Bell, which is an animated film. Mm. Hot- Hotel Transylvania, trans- sorry, Hotel Transylvania Transformania on Amazon and Scream theatrically. January 21st brings us The King's Daughter, that's theatrical. So, can, hold on. Can I can I talk about that movie for a second? Please do. So, did you know the King's Daughter was filmed eight years ago. I did not know that. That is Holy a cow. fact. What in the that world? movie has been in the can for eight years. That's, Why now then? I don't know. That's Pierce. Okay, Pierce Brosnan, Kayla Scodelario, that's the girl from Crawl, Benjamin Walker, Rachel Griffith, Julia Andrews, Bing Bing Fawn, who is in, I think she's in the 355, and William Hurt. It looks to be... Crawl was fun, though. Yeah, Crawl right? was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah Crawl's yeah. great. Good good times. Sorry. The <laughs> Kind of the, the capturing line on the poster is, a king, his daughter, a hidden world. The first yeah. line from the Wikipedia page is, principal photography began in Versailles, France, in April of 2014. Jesus. Good oh. God. Shooting <laughs> wrapped in May of 2014. Jeez, I wonder what they've been holding it for. Body. What have they been holding it for? Does it say what they were holding it for? I don't. Hang on. I'll see what I can. Give me a minute. I, w- I wonder why they held that. All right. January 30th, The Beatles get back. That's on IMAX only. Starting off February strong. I know Roger likes this one. Jackass Forever, Moonfall, The Wolf, and The Lion. Big week. Well, I mean, Jack has, yeah, Jack has a Moonfall. Yes, yes, yes. Moon, Moonfall's going to be painful. It's just going to be so painful. I think it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you're right. February 11th, Blacklight, Death on the Nile, Marry Me. February 18th, Dog, Uncharted. I don't think we're going to see Uncharted on February 18th. Uh, February 25th, Cyrano in Studio 666. What in the world? Wait, that's the, um, that's the Foo Fighters movie, right? It is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then March. So there, there really are no specifics on why this has just been sitting there. It just says they pulled from its original release date of April 10th, 2015. Um, because it wasn't, they had to do some more special effects work and then doesn't have any other updates until 2020. Dear God. It just said that for five years. Everybody's like, what are we going to do this? I don't know. Sure. Sure. We said during the pandemic, just put on streaming somewhere. (laughs) You're right, because that's ended. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and March starts off strong with The Batman. 
But that's, I mean, I don't think, I really do think we're going to start to not see, and we're going to start to see some movies move out of. See, I'm, I'm looking for um, Top Gun. I don't see Top Gun anymore, anywhere. Top Gun. Shogun. When was that supposed to? Oh, Top Gun is May 27th right now. Yeah, that's, yeah. Is that where it was? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, Doctor Strange is in May 6th. I can swear that wasn't in May earlier, but maybe it was. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to see some of these this, this year. I, I just don't. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 we'll definitely see. Do we see the big Michael Bay movie Ambulance? I mean, but do you think that comes out on, on April 8th? Mm. Is that a big movie? You said the big movie. Well, it's it's, it's, it's Michael Bay. It's it's a movie. With an ambulance. <laughs> All right, so that's, that's what's coming up. I think it's going to be a lot of tentative dates. Uh, only because Omicron seems to be making a weird splash. I thought we were, I, I so thought we were past this crap, but I guess we're not. All right, let's take a look at what's streaming. Today we're taking a look at Amazon. And I've, I love this movie. And every time I see it, I want people to watch it because it's a cult classic. Jeepers Creepers by director Victor Salva, Justin Long, Gina Phillips, 2001. I don't care what you say about jeepers creeper you know it's it's it, it, it's weird it's it's borderline unacceptable All is it gp and creepy it is gp and creepy but it's a fun cult movie that it's like it's a real horror movie man like it really makes you it really gives you the heebie-jeebies i have a soft spot for, for that movie i think it's actually better than it gets credit for oh I, I think it's much better the second and third one aren't so great but they're but they're still fun and that's what matters with those movies um yeah so have you guys? So you've obviously seen it, Chris. Roger, have you seen GP Jeepers Creepers? GP's Creepies, sure have. <laughs> All right, number two, Dead Poet Society, a great movie by Peter Weir, Robin Williams, Sean Robert Sean Leonard, Ethan Hawke, Kurtwood Smith, nineteen eighty nine. That's a hell of a movie by a hell of a director. Um, if you haven't seen that, I, that's not an easy watch because it deals with suicide, but it's a damn good movie made by a damn good director. Who knows how? I mean, it's not a fun party movie. It's not. It's not. I mean, it could be. Depends on <laughs> what kind of party you're at. I mean, sure, sure, sure. All right, number three, Kick-Ass, because we just talked about the Kingsman prequel, Kick-Ass by director Matthew Vaughn, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Nicolas Cage, Chloe Grace Moretz, Christopher Mintz, Plass, 2010. I really like Kick-Ass. I think that movie worked really well. I think Kick-Ass is a good one. Second they one. microwaved an adult man. That's awesome. Yeah. It's got some really great moments, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like really wonderful moments too. Like you just don't see them every day. But yeah, the second one kind of went like men way. getting microwaved. <laughs> I think I think that's got one of Nick Cage's best scenes ever. When he's burning to death. Well, yes, but also when he's just going through the warehouse and just murking people. I think it's perfect. <laughs> the best version of Batman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which we may get that. We may get that Batman. Soon. We might. We may indeed. We might. may indeed. I mean. We've got the other Batman so many times now. Why not? Why why not give us that Batman? We haven't seen that Batman yet. Have have wait? Have we nope. seen that Batman? Nope. Never never in film. Well, didn't Ben's use guns? Didn't he? Ben's that Ben? I mean, uh, no. There's a lot of weird debate on and lines to be drawn. There. Okay, okay, okay. I, no. I don't know any kind of a lore behind that one, but in the end, no, he did not actually use firearms. Okay, cool. Well then, yeah, that's. I don't know why you'd not give us that Batman. If that's, I mean, look, we talked about the because that Batman is violent. Wait, what's the <laughs> what's the Rod? You talked about the what the Flash paradox or what? What, what is that? Flashpoint paradox. Flashpoint paradox. We talked about that last week, and we talked um, about that amongst us, not on the show though. We didn't talk about how that could be a reboot for the DC universe. 
I don't think we did, did we? No, I think that was us. I think that was days. after the show, right? Yeah. It was after before. I don't know. I have ideas of how cool the Flashpoint Paradox could actually be. So, yeah, I, just, I hope they take that opportunity because DC badly needs that opportunity. All right, let's talk about well, I mean, I think they need to do it and then shut it down for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they need to make it. They need to get what well, they need to do what Marvel's doing. Period. I mean, there's just that's that's all there is to that. They need to focus on one movie at a time. That's what they need to do. <laughs> we just hope it doesn't suck. Yep. All right, let's talk about Weird. the new Moonfall trailer. We all know Roger loves this trailer. Oh yeah, listen, Moonfall is going to be terrible and ridiculous and awesome. I'm so here for it. Well, I mean, look, we all kind of have a soft spot for these end of the world. They movies. launch a space shuttle out of the ocean because hell yes, they did. <laughs> well, I mean, sure. I mean, I don't really know the science, the science to, to say that's incorrect, but fast. I mean, nine, they, I mean listen, they launch they launch nuclear rockets out of the ocean all the time, so it is possible. Oh, there, there you go. I mean, got to be a reason they do it. I mean, fast, fast nine put two guys in a Pontiac Vier and shot them into space. And As to any other science in Moonfall, I will not attest to its possibilities. You mean you don't know if there's. A creature on the moon made of metal. I don't know if the moon is hollow in a cage for some weird, you know, space alien. No, I, I, I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I mean, one day we'll all be able to confirm or deny that, I hope. All right. I'm ex- I can't wait till the moon crashes into us, personally. Well, I mean, that's we like, deserve it. That's like extinction level dead, man. We're all dead. Um, okay, so... Don't look up. Moon, 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 moonfall. Let's take a look. I mean, there's reason to be excited for Moonfall. More, more like I don't. I don't want to get in the whole thing, but there, there are, there are far less movie lovers out there than I ever think because this is Moonfall is a movie that it doesn't matter what you're doing opening weekend, you should watch it. It's a Roland Emmerich extension oh, level popcorn, of popcorn as hell, man. But like, but that's always been my point with these big popcorn movies: is why not just watch it? Just go have a good time, enjoy yourself. You yeah, I mean, like, I mean, so the numbers that movies are making these days don't accurately. I mean, they either accurately reflect how many true movie lovers are out there, or they're, or it's not accurately reflected. I personally, I, I think it's the former. But this movie should do great money opening weekend. It should, sure, because Emmerich has that. He should have that kind of clout with people by now. Clout. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I hope you guys. I know Roger is. Chris is. I know. I hope you guys are too. All right, let's talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Go. Okay, so this will be the fourth reboot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre in my adult life. Not just my life, but since I was 21 years old. What the, 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 Who not always gives reboots, a though. shit at this point? But they're not always reboots. That's important to know. They're always reboots. Wait, but isn't it always a reboot if it's something that's already been done? Like literally like by title? Technically, it could be a sequel. These are not that. Each one not of them, I believe, that. was a reimagining. Because well, the, well, the 2003 was the Michael Bay produced one. Um, with Jessica Biel. That was just a remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then we got the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, which is telling you... How it began? Yeah, yeah, but like... (laughs) But we knew... We already saw how Leatherface got to be Leatherface in the Michael Bay one. So I guess you're right. I guess it would be some kind of a reboot. They're rehashing the same events twice. And then we got the, what, Leatherface, it's it's called? Yep. Like some odd number of years ago. Yes. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, again. Again. So yeah, this would be... I, mean, I don't know. It's just... Here's the thing. 
These movies were never very good to start with. The first one's a cult classic, sure. Classic horror movie, right? Stop doing this. If you can't make it better, don't make it. But say, okay, here's here's my question with... But this is on Netflix, so that's a little bit different. But say, okay, well, this goes right along with... I mean, this goes right along with Spielberg remaking West Side Story. Why? Did, did, did our generation need a rendition of West Side Story? It's an ego trip. Somebody thinks they can do it better. Well, but Guess what? You can't. <laughs> no, and he didn't. Um, but the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, why keep... Ma- I mean, is this the same reason they keep making Terminator films? Why do we have 20 Batman? I don't know. I think there's a difference... I think there's a difference between the Terminator films and films like these cult classics being remade. Terminator's, Terminator movies don't come out because it's a cult classic that no, somebody yeah, wants to try to do. You're definitely right about I, that. I, I think, I think these, the cult classics being redone, even, even if these are considered cult classics or not, these you know more classic movies that people want to see done again, I think people take on these jobs because they think because they are fans of it and they want they want to bring something to the table for it. You know, I don't think anyone goes, oh, man, I could have done I could have done that perfect movie better. Here we go. I do I that think, all the time. Well, you, but you are you. I think <laughs> you are that you. I think that <laughs> it's because these people that come through and want to redo these are fans of the piece and they want to they want to bring more to it or they feel like there's something else that they can do to bring it back and have it be popular the way they remember it. I think that's so, the intention. I don't think it's executed well, but that's the intention. I think mostly. we just got a we just got a great reboot in something with Ghostbusters, right? Okay, Where yeah. you took somebody who was attached to the original project, is a giant fan, believes in it, and made a fan movie, right? That people mm-hmm. like, and okay, it's yeah. apparently well received. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not going to have that vibe to it. It's just not. Well, I mean, so hold on. You don't know that yet, though. You know, in all fairness, so let's listen. I believe on, that. I, I believe this movie is going to going to fail and be terrible, just like everyone else does. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But, but we don't it's on know Netflix, it, so it doesn't. It's on Netflix, so it's it's still going to get thirty million views in a weekend. You know what I mean? Like it's you, no one has to go anywhere. They just there's no time spent driving the theater, no gas spent. Like it's it's a much easier decision to watch on Netflix than it would be to watch another theatrically released. Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. True. It's a much better bet. Well, better I mean, bet, I don't know, because we don't know how the money on that side of things works. However Netflix m- measures you know, views to dollars to make to see if something's a success for them, I'll bet you the Texas Chainsaw Massacre hits that threshold in like seven days. I'd be willing to bet it hits it pretty quickly. It's possible. Quick. Well, I mean, I bet you it doesn't cost very much to make either. Yeah. Well, so, and while we're on the Netflix piece for just a second, I was thinking about this the other day. We talk about movie budgets and all that all, you know, all the time. And then, you know, like the considerable marketing budget that's usually about the cost of the of the movie production, correct? Is yeah. We talk about that. Netflix doesn't advertise their movies. So maybe, well, well never, okay. they'll never advertise this movie. Well, they, okay, so they generally don't advertise their movie like, like your you know your standard releases do. Though I mean that's fair to say, right? They don't put commercials out and things out in theaters and pay pay. No, but they, don't, they do. Put they don't like, pay the budget costs. Hold on, hold on. But they don't. They do put like Netflix thirty second. No, sorry, um, YouTube like 10, 20, 30 second spots. You know where you can hit like skip ad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you there. But we don't. But that's probably not as much as the standard marketing movie budget, right? Of course not. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe that's why the the movies seem so like they have so much more budget to spend and why they don't care because they're not paying the same in marketing that that your standard releases do too. 
I just had that thought and while we're on the Netflix thing. I thought it was, I thought it could be relevant because maybe they don't care about, you know, the cost of it comparatively because they don't put as much into marketing but, either. They're not paying I mean, double the movie cost. I have, I've always had this theory that Netflix looks at things as like a 30 year game to them is every, every <laughs> they're, play, they, they're playing the long game. Well, every dollar they invest is, is puts them another dollar closer to putting movie theaters out of business. And this is just this is just one of my theories. I, I'm not saying it's yeah. a correct theory. I'm just saying it is a theory of I've had forever since you. Netflix was a thing. I mean, but I still tomorrow if tomorrow movie theaters are gone, Netflix still doesn't make money on its. You know, it's it's not like someone's like, oh, I can't go watch movies in the theater anymore. I'll subscribe to Netflix. It's not. I feel like there's a. It's sat that all the subscribers Netflix has in the United States is all the ones it's gonna have at least right now. Does that mean? I mean, like, no one's like turned. No one's going to subscribe because movie theaters are gone. Everyone's already subscribed to Netflix. Well, I mean, while that's true, I I, I do believe the numbers grow. If theaters go to business. It ha- has yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't. Here's the thing: they just their numbers are still growing, and they continue to raise prices. It just went up again this month mm-hmm. after it? raising less than a year ago. Yeah. So, I Netflix isn't hard up for cash. Nope. No, they're not. I mean, well, but at some game. point, all these different, all these different streaming services are going to reach a saturation point where people are just going to stop. Like it's just, it's just going to make it so you can only have one or two. Because they're all. I mean, if 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 you're paying, if someday they're all fifteen or twenty bucks, you know, like there are some people that I mean, part of the country just can't afford that. No, you know? in the United States, if you have this the four K plan. With Netflix, it is now twenty dollars a month. So that's just that's just ridiculous. I mean, compared to it, start remember it started at two ninety nine, and they somehow got out of that locked in for life price with those customers. They somehow well, they wrote it into the to the first contract, which I mean, no since, one no one read that thing since October of two thousand and fifteen. It has raised by nine dollars. That's just, I mean, I'm going to keep paying it until, I mean, I think Netflix has figured out that Netflix is going to be the last one someone's going to get rid of. Netflix, Amazon Prime. 20 bucks a month, they ain't. <laughs> well, Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Disney Plus, I think if if you have the nuclear family or whatever, you know, two kids, two and two adults, whatever, like, like, like you, Chris, you have, you definitely have Netflix, you definitely have Amazon, you definitely have Disney Plus, right? Yes. Yes. Do you have Do you have any any other of the services? Yeah, I have. I, have, I well, I, I have a movie podcast I talk on, so I have all of them. Okay, okay, but, but like, would you if you didn't have this? Would you? What have... show are you on? <laughs> oh, wow, you're hilarious. I, I, I would, we always talk I, about I, this. I, but, I know but... you're going to ask. I wouldn't have Amazon. I don't think Amazon would be a part of oh, my. Oh, see, I, I do for I, I shipping. Have, I only have Amazon because of that. If we're talking about like streaming platforms, Amazon doesn't really bring a lot to the table. As like as a, as a show. I've always I thought the past couple of years of Amazon has been pretty weak, except for I mean, they have a few far, gems. They yeah. have a few gems, and we we we, and we know of them. But as a streaming platform, it just doesn't pack a big punch, and its and its layout kind of sucks. But so the only the only thing I would counter with that because I probably wouldn't have it either mm-hmm. is sometimes though sometimes. Amazon smashes a home run. Well, yes, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. There's there's a few gems that we know about, and and you're absolutely correct on that. They do just blow blow everything out of the water, you know, for specific shows. Well, think we about love it a like, few of them. Think about the Vast of Night. Think about Sound of Metal, 
and think about Palm Springs, two Amazon and one Hulu. Yeah. I think those are, I mean, I would put those up against the best of Netflix and they're going to win every time. Pretty close. I mean, remember, yeah. Netflix does have the Oscars. They do have a couple of them. Yeah, they have true. Roma. I guess they had Mudbound, Roma. I mean, we've 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 talked about several of them. I that might have been like an outlandish thing, but I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find a movie made for as cheap and works as well as The Bast of Night. You'd really well, yes, be I, I think. Oh no, I mean that that has to be a bargain for them. Period. Yeah, but The Bast of Night is a very specific example, though, because I think Palm Springs and Sound of Metal are 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 better examples for this for this for this discussion. You know what Palm I mean? Springs rules. Yeah, you know. So does Sound of Metal, though. Sound of Metal's a ten, dude. Oh yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. It's, it, it, it's it's somewhere between a nine and a half and a ten, if not a ten. Like it's a damn good movie. But so is well, Palm Springs. But so is Palm Springs, though. Like I mean, they're two phenomenal films. I think we'll have to go through one day and rank our top five for each. What you want to go back through Palm Springs? Hell yeah! Anytime you're ready, bro. <laughs> I burn, mean, bro. I just think it'd be an interesting conversation to like rank the top five of each streaming platform and see how they line up against each other. That's fair. We could put you know lists I mean? from and just kind of go back and forth one episode. Yeah, I would. I, would I mean, like Netflix that. has a far deeper catalog. They do, but but I, I agree with Grayson on this. Which oh god, I can't believe I said it. That <laughs> Ew, that quality, I think per shot. I think the other platforms actually have the beat on that. But it's just because Netflix takes so many shots they just said their christmas chronicles 3 may be going forward great dear god but that means because you know what christmas chronicles 2 left so much of that story unanswered (laughs) i gotta have another one man i gotta have another one i I mean we're okay we've talked long on the tooth text chainsaw massacre people are going to be there for or they're not no one's going to like turn on out of curiosity what it is review there you go okay (laughs) All right. Well, that's, I mean, we talked way too long on Tech Chains and Massacre. All right. Let's talk about The Tragedy of Macbeth, which is actually out right now, but we, we actually have a trailer now. To be honest, I mean, I guess Roger said some things I hadn't considered. So, guys, do I want to watch this movie? Well, no, you don't, but, but say You're why. I, I think it's an interesting reason why not. So okay. Say why. So, my theory is this is a, as far as I can tell, this is an exact portrayal of Macbeth down to the old English speaking language, with Denzel Washington, which is a twist, shot in black and white by one of the Coens, okay? Some of that sounds good to me. The other half of that is the whole Macbeth thing. Don't care. Just do not care about that at all. I mean, that's not inaccurate. I, I don't think, I mean, you have a good point there. You said something else, you know, we've seen this story. If, if, if you're our age, you've seen this story at least a dozen times by now, if not more. Yeah. So, I mean, with limited time, I think you can I agree with you, Roger. I, I mean, I'm not saying I agree with you 100%. I'm still going to watch it, but as far as like covering it, I don't think we're going to cover it because there's just other things. But I can see what points you're making, and I can see that they're valid points. Good. Thank you. So, I mean, Chris, I but yeah, the trailer's out. The trailer looks interesting because um, it is black and white, and, uh, you know, there's that. We're getting more black and white movies lately, like a push for black and white again, which, I mean, some things in black and white are awesome, like Fast of Night or The Lighthouse. You know, so it works. Roma was also black and white, by the way. I, I mean, I mean, I also really appreciated Logan, the the black and white copy of Logan. Yeah, oh sure. god, yep. Yeah, I mean, that was. I mean, it's it just cool. It's just I don't what I, what I don't want it to happen is like six movies a year get made in black and white. Then it's just like it just saturates that market. You know, what was the one that won in two thousand eleven with Gerard Depardieu? What was that Depardieu? Oh, the artist. The artist. The yeah, artist. The, the artist. Yeah, that one won. That was interesting. Yeah, Pardue in the artist. 
All right, so Tech Chainsaw Massacre, Moonfall, Tragedy of Macbeth. Those trailers are available to watch on our social media. You should check those out. All right, gentlemen, let's get started with the 355. As always, let's look at the Tomato Meter first. I don't know why I said it like that. Like I was, like I was British or something, but... <laughs> All right, so tomato. Keep, meter I want you to talk like that the rest of the show. I can't. I, I, I couldn't if I tried. You right. crack. <laughs> of course I would. All right, tomato meter. You guys want to? You guys want to bet how big the number is on the tomato meter? Uh, it's like a twenty-five. Twenty-six percent. I'll have you know. Damn it! So close. Audience score eighty-four. That's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again for effect. Fuck. T- t- tomato meter is twenty-six percent. The audience score is 84%. Who do they let review this stuff? No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. okay, no. What this means is you remember is 80, 84 out of 100 people simply said they liked it. Simply they said they, like they like it. They would rank it higher than a 5 out of 10. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all, all right. that means, which is, I mean, it's, it's, it's helpful in discussion. It's not helpful. But, I mean, that's what that means, though. Obviously, the critics are not liking this movie, but and that's, that doesn't and then that never changes how we talk about anything. We have our own opinions for sure. All right, the, the, the three five five, which let's talk about the cast for one second. All right, Jessica Chastain, she's huge. Lupita Nyong'o also huge. Penelope huge. Cruz huge. Diane Kruger huge. Sebastian Stan huge. Fan Bingbing, um, I actually haven't seen her in many things, but she she's all right. Um, Edgar Ramirez, that's a huge cast. Like I mean, massive impressive cast um so you, you've got that going for it already now roger what is the 355 about tell us uh lady spies okay done fiend lady fiend. spies uh this is about whoever has this is about some 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 spies some, some agencies competing to get their hands on a hard drive that when used causes complete and utter mayhem it causes planes to crash it shuts down power grids it literally takes countries offline which okay so we can all agree bad thing um to have in the hands of to have in the hands of the wrong person bad thing sure um that's part of my problem with this though is like did they ever say what the person was going to do with it nope or just that it could do bad things yep so that's part of my problem with I mean, it's not really defined why someone. I mean, I I know why supervillain would want this. Sure. I mean, they, they, as a test, they knock six planes out of the sky. Yeah, I mean, nothing says supervillain like destroying some down plane or just down some. Plane well, I would just like to note, though, legitimately, logistically, if there was something that even had remotely had the the power to do something like this, one, it'd be terrifying. But if suddenly one day, if six planes all just dropped randomly out of the sky, they would ground all air travel immediately. Oh, of course it would, yeah. All of it. Yeah, of course it would. Like, like you're stuck where you are, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry till we figure this out. Yeah, of course. Um, but I mean that's again you can't that's 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 more time than this movie needed to spend to, to go into that as, as as well. Because they also needed to get places. How would they have gotten places if they couldn't because this movie takes place over a couple different places, like Yeah, they wouldn't there. I mean they wouldn't I mean, most of it takes places. place in where what France and then wherever the Dreams Hotel is, which is an undefined country in Asia. Yeah, right? it's just one of those things. Just They wouldn't be able to get anywhere without, unless they had like their super secret Marvel jet to just fly around. And the no Quinjet? No yeah, ever, Quinjet going? No government ever blows out of the sky or questions what it is or anything like that. Yeah, that's, nope. 
that's that that's that's the one okay so we start with we start with a kind of a it's a longer it's super long action sequence in the beginning of a couple of different factions trying to recover this hard drive they all kind of they all kind of get introduced to each other and they're kind of at odds although they're not trying to kill each other yet yet they they're all acting in opposition to one another try to get this thing the first off of course goes bad and the the hard drive is out in the wild gone like it's they have to find it here's i think a lot where the movie starts to go wrong is right here is i'm not this movie takes a lot it just it starts and then goes without explaining much of anything and i'm not sure if i'm okay with that for instance we have Jessica Chastain and Sebastian Stan as a couple who are very friendly and, I mean, they, 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 they both have feelings for each other. Mace, Jessica Chastain's Mace and Sebastian Stan's Nick, of, they very obviously have romantic feelings for each other, although neither one will, like, straight up say it. I mean, and, but they have no chemistry. They have no chemistry at all. None. Did you guys get any chemistry? Or am I wrong about that? No. I'm not wrong, or you you didn't sense any chemistry. Both. Okay, fair. Okay, um, I think this would have, from a writer's point of view, I think this would have been better off if they just they didn't they, they I mean it would have been so easy in the script changing no lines at all. It's not romantic. It's just sex. It's just a physical relationship. Can I can I I don't want to stop your little roll you're on right now, but can no. I just make a point of this? So you're you're expounding off of their weird relationship. Everything in this movie is cookie cutter predictable. Every single thing, even the there four or five nothing, yeah. There is nothing new here. There is nothing different here. Everything happens exactly how you think it's going to happen. Uh, and no this, point during this film was I surprised. This movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold, hold on, hold on. I don't think. I mean, I I don't think this movie is great, but. It, it, it has some elements in play. For example, I think Jessica Chastain and Diane Kruger, they really kick some ass. And don't get me wrong, Penelope, I, I think Penelope, Penelope Cruz is also great, although she's Penelope. not... <laughs> Penelope? Um, she's, I don't think... You didn't, Penelope Cruz didn't have to be in that role. That could have been... didn't have to have someone of Penelope Cruz's caliber in that role, because that role didn't require much. Does that make sense? Sure. Mm-hmm. But if I have to, I mean, so her character is terrible. It's, Again, it's, though, it's a hundred percent predictable. Boo hoo! I'm not supposed to be here. I'm a therapist. Boo hoo! I'm going to end up killing somebody, shooting somebody. Everybody knows it's coming. Boo hoo! Like, come on, man. Well, I don't think it's formally did, did it, hold on. I would like to know, like, this movie feels like an AI watched a bunch of spy movies with women in it and then wrote a spy movie. <laughs> this movie sucks. So. Roger said let's, it best. Let's, let's be productive, Chris. Not just yeah, this, this is productive. productive. This oh, is productive. No. Um, this movie is just everything I've already seen in the last ten years with a female cast, and it's not done better than what I've already seen. Nope. This movie is Jason Bourne. This movie, well, the Bourne series. This movie is Bond. This movie is insert decent to bad spy movie here, CIA movie here. This movie is extraction, but worse. This movie is bad. Well, okay. Well, here's here's okay. Okay. So it, it is done by the same producer or the same studio that brought that brings us Jason Bourne. However, oh Jason, cool! See, I didn't even know that. See, okay, Jason Bourne. Uh, you have Jason Bourne. You have Mission Impossible. 
you have uh, James Bond, let's just, you know, John Wick, they all have their own kind of signature style. Like Mm -hmm. this movie, I don't think does have its own. I think this is, is, this is as generic as it gets. You know what what it does do? It's take shaky cam straight out of order, buddy. This this has so much, and I know you like shaky cam, Grayson. I do. This is so much, so bad. There's too much shaky cam. And the reason why this movie feels generic to you is because it pulls from everything else that's already been done. The cast in this is fantastic, and no one does a bad job at what they're supposed to do. And uh, Diane Kruger, I think, is by far away the, the most interesting oh, and the best yeah, character. Di- 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 yeah, di- she's, she's the best character. And by she far. kills it in this, and so she, does Jessica yeah. Chastain and even Penelope Cruz. Like you said, there wasn't a, a lot that was that was necessary there from her, but she does fine in this whole movie. But it's just, it's it's just it, there's nothing new here, and there's so much shaky cam. Dear God. <laughs> Like I've never been so bothered by it. I mean, that's I mean, the shaky cam comes down to preference, I think, because it does. The shaky cam does kind of fit the tone of the film, which is fine as long as that fits. Fine, but you can never tell me that though, because you could have the same shots and then then still be impactful. Because because in, in their in their two biggest impactful shots of the movie, quote unquote, they don't do shaky cam. They stop everything and just show you on the screen and put it in and put it in your face that way. You so you're talking about like when they all have beers and stuff like that when they all sit down. No, I'm talking about no, I'm talking about near the end of the movie where someone's like, "Hey guys, I got something really important," and everything stops and everyone comically looks at the person and they're so quiet and then something bad happens. There's oh right, no of course. There. I mean, yeah, you saw that was, yeah, but it, because what Roger said was right, it's predictable. I don't even mind it being predictable because I mean, if predictable was a problem, then no rom com would ever score well on on, on any metrics whatsoever. It's well, not predictability I have a problem with. It's well, but, it's when the movie doesn't do it's when the movie doesn't when the movie doesn't help you f- see what's coming even though you know what's coming. That's the problem. I mean, they, they lay it out like, you know, you're following a child's maze. You know what I yeah, mean? And yeah, yeah. And yeah. Th- this movie is extremely convoluted too, I thought, with oh, yeah. who's who's double crossing who and who's I mean, come on. We all knew Sebastian Stan wasn't out of the Turns out everybody yep. is double-crossing everybody. everybody. Yeah. Weird. I, mean, I didn't see that coming. But, I mean, okay, okay, okay. You don't you don't cast a guy like Sebastian Stan and then have him die in the first ten minutes. You just – I'm sorry. Oh, no, God, no. Okay, it's, okay, It doesn't okay. happen. So I can see Edgar Ramirez, though, because he served, so, his death served a greater purpose. Yes, point. but – so let's pretend like that isn't Sebastian Stand. Pretend it's a no name, nobody we've ever we've ever seen before, right? Then he's dead. And well, no, the way they delivered that, you know, he's Hold on. dead. No, no body. No exactly, dead. no body, no on screen death, no nothing. You know that guy's not dead. That could have been anybody, and we would have known that he wasn't dead. Not just because your big star is there and gone. The fact that they don't show you anything, you knew he was coming back. Well, of course you did. I mean, but, all, well, but yeah. also the fact that you don't cast Sebastian Stan in a small role like that—he's huge right now, like massive. Yeah. I mean, you don't. You just I don't think do he's that. in. A, I don't think he's a small role here either. No, 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 he's one of the bigger ones, of course. Yeah. And and he's the one that I don't think makes a whole lot of his motivation. I don't think makes a whole lot of sense. It doesn't. It, like at all. Like, I was. It that's was so, is so, it ever not money? Well, yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> well, and here's my problem with with that too. His motivations, quote unquote, his his character in the beginning, then the middle, and then the end, he's a completely different guy with different drives every single time you see him. 
it's like they didn't know how to write like their villain all the way through and just put and just made a different guy, but had Sebastian Stan go out and play him. Because even at the very end of this movie, it makes no sense for where he, that he is, where he is, and why he's there. You know, there was one point where he's chasing her through the hotel wall hallway, and I was like, get her, Bucky! Get her! <laughs> Throw the shield at her, Buck! <laughs> yeah, okay, I can see that. Fine, fine, fine. Um, well, of course, that's his most like. Is it wrong role. that I cheered for the bad guy for no, most of this movie? No, I don't, I don't think it's wrong. I mean, it's, especially for funny purposes, no, I don't think it's funny. But only because, like, the script leaves so much to be desired that I, I kind of was getting sick of what we were seeing because it wasn't going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like I, I almost was more interested in what the bad guys got going on because like, what does a hard drive do? Tell me, show me besides cause general mayhem. What does the hard drive do? What does it mean? How much is it worth? Like any of those things, none of them were described. Were they? No. I mean, like there was like a, someone wanted the guy in the beginning wanted $3 million to give it back to the good guys so we could retire. Yep. But, but then we ended up knowing it was worth like, didn't the auction close at like half a billion? Yeah, half, half a billion. billion. Well, it's a big difference. Three hundred million. Yeah. No, no, it was five. It was. It was, it was, it was definitely five. It was definitely five okay, okay, million or more. Yeah. Gotcha. But I mean, there's a big difference there. But like again, we don't know what that does. I mean, to me, that's like the, the what's the Mission Impossible three? Oh, the, the the rabbit's foot. We never know what it is or what it does. We just we know it's important. Something. We know it's we know important. It's, yeah. I mean, I guess in a movie like Mission Impossible, that may work because of Ethan Hunt and because of the IMF agency. But in this movie, it doesn't work because we're not invested. You know what I mean? Like we're not invested in any of the characters yet. And this movie just kind of, this movie asks you to care that the end of the world is coming, but I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say here? I'm just well, not so, being a good, well, having a good so articulating it. In defense of that part of it, in every big spy movie, James Bond movie, whatever, the whole end of the world scenario, the whole... It's always know, the end of the world. Well, and that's the thing. It's never this big stakes thing. It's always, you know, how is X bad guy going to ruin the world? It, it's, But it's... So the character journey, or at least, you know, your action, your sequences, and how they figure out and how they stop it, that's what has to be important in these movies. And that's the part that feels cookie cutter. So I think your movie with this plot line of, you know, generic plot line B isn't helped out by the fact that nothing new and innovative happened in this whole movie besides you had a female cast. True. That's the yeah. only thing. I agree and with everything you said there. Yeah. I agree. And, and here's, a, here's the thing about, you know, my, I'm always bitching about stakes. Without stakes, nothing means anything. Without, you know, without what you think is going to happen to them, without stakes, it's completely weightless. And I don't know a better way to say this, but a better way to do this movie was you have to lose two, one or two of your family. Oh. You have to, you, oh, you got, yeah, I yeah. mean, okay. So this movie did do one thing that surprised yeah, well, me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to say something because I know, I know what you're going to lead in with. This movie was actually decent, actually pretty good from the Shanghai safe house and on. Well, because when, the Shanghai when, yeah. scene, the Shanghai, the Shanghai warehouse, the Shanghai safe house, I'm sorry, was actually a pretty, a pretty cool scene. That I'm glad they did what they did there. Well, because that it, was actually it, kind of cool. It went further than I expected it to, but that's, that's a good thing because I was expecting it not to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, when the you know, I mean, Sebastian Stan went like mega villain level. Yes, and then he yeah. just he had from to there on him. we had a we had a decent action movie. Well, see, honestly, but that's the thing is like that could have been and should have been one or the two of the operatives movie? rather yeah. than. Their oh, families, okay. Well, you know. Yeah. So hold on, hold on. Let me. Uh, hold on. I don't want to derail your thing, but let me pose yeah, a question. Good. I think this is important. Okay. This movie's rated PG thirteen. 
If this movie was rated R, would it have been better? You could, I think so. because I, mean, I think we get less cookie cutter that way. I think what you get with the R rating is, in that scene you're talking about, Chris, when Stan's yeah. character goes yeah. super villain level, um, super Saiyan super villain, and he has people on camera kill to motivate our characters to give him what he wants. I mean, the rated R version of that is one of them, Lup- Lupita Nyong'o's character gets free, grabs a gun, and just starts killing people, but she dies herself. That's the version we didn't get that would have been rated or, R. Or we see children murdered. Well, well, that, that's I, what I mean. That, they obviously weren't going to let that happen. I actually disagree with you on that. I think they could. I think they had a chance to do that in the PG thirteen version. They chose not to because I think I think um, the uh, the Shanghai operative, uh, uh, Bing Bing Bon, whatever I think that was her name. Yeah. I think I think they could have and should have offed her in that scene Lin, because Lin, she she's, Lin Misheng. Yeah, I think I think she's the least because you're we're the least connected to her. You kind of just learn about her quickly, and then you find out that she's oh, a good guy. And then I, I think she's an easy character you can throw away and, and kill off in that scene. And they chose not to. Well, they could have. Yes, they in could the have. Thirteen version, and that would have added stakes to to the other survivors. Yeah, and you'd be still like, didn't. she may so have been, she may not have been in our agencies, but she's one of us. I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think the rated R version gives us a different version of that. I think they could have done that already with what they had. I don't think we lose a single character in any version of this. I think that's where it has its problems. I think they well, wanted see, I think they wanted the end scene that we got where they're all together. Well, I mean I they wanted that. If they wanted that, then what we do kind of get the scene with them having beers, talking about their experiences. Mm-hmm. Um the rate I am glad you brought it up, Roger, because the rated R version of this, I, I don't think a lot changes it just, it just except for the savage nature in which the fights happen, the choreography happens. Sure. Yeah, and, right, I, and yeah. I think there's a benefit to that because it, you know, I mean, some of them, I, I I love certain movies that, that do that that really kind of raise the stakes and the savagery of the fighting because it it reminds you there's there are things at stake here. You know, if if you're unable to kill that guy, not only is he going to kill you, but he's going to stick his thumbs in your eyes and gouge your eyes out while doing it. You know, what I mean, like that's motivation in its own way. But I think the radar version of this is simply just better. It's a better story. It allows you to do more that this story may have needed to not be such a weak story. I think this movie is better as rated R. I just don't think it's better for, okay, fair. for, 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 for the version, for, for the reason that, that, you know, was stated about people dying in a safe house. I, I, I do agree with you though, that, that they, I thought that I, th- I sure thought Lynn me was dead in the safe house. I did sure. too. I didn't think she was going to make it out of that one, man. I really didn't. Um, but I don't think, but then you don't get the end scene, which I'm sure they wanted. You know, exactly. All, all yes. the women, in, all the women in in, in the apartment. Well, yeah. That's what they, they wanted. They can't make three, five, six if you know <laughs> if they all don't walk away together. Well, I got news for you: nine days in the box office, eleven million. They're not making the three, five, six. What? No, they're not. I mean, this is definitely sequel bait. They've set it up to be a sequel. Mm-hmm. And mm. Simon Kinberg, I've actually I've actually met him and worked with him. I worked with him on. I met him on. Um, fantastic four mm. he, he's uh he's an interesting fellow let me let me, let me tell you but I'm, I, I just to, i'm i'm excited to see the uh the seth rogan s tweet about how the reason why this movie failed i'm, I'm excited for this oh I mean, you think it's, it's gonna funny. happen oh it's gonna happen so? um i think this movie had more potential than the movie we got and for that's i mean all my bickering boils down to this movie had great, had great, especially because it's the same people that brought us Jason Bourne. And 
those three movies, the first three movies are so good in the Bourne trilogy. Like they're so good. They're so, the narrative is so strong, but also, I mean, Matt Damon is also excellent. There's so many elements that make those movies amazing. And when I heard that the same studio was doing another one, I got, that's why I was so excited for the 355 because I was like, well, they have a pedigree. We've already seen them do it. They're, they're just making something separate, but same. How could it not be great? But I guess we've seen how it cannot be great. <laughs> yeah, I watched a movie and now I know how it's not great. I think so they, they made this movie right. a little... I think this movie was unnecessarily complicated also. Like I think, it's, well, it's they a, tried to make it like it was a better story than what it is. Where deep down it is, bad guy wants thing, turns on team, fakes death, still bad guy. Like, that's... We've seen that story a hundred times. We have. And there are some things that... Okay, so another thing I want to bring to your guys' attention in when they're in the first safe house after they've given the thing after they've given the hard drive to the 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 American operative, and then they realize it's been stolen and he's dead. They go back to investigate, and then all those agents roll up on them and they all pull their guns. And something that happens in that scene that doesn't happen in other versions of this, other films like this, is Chastain's character Mace. She rattles off, "We didn't do this. We found it like this. Don't make a mistake here." But no one believes her. You know, they're like, put your guns down, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, they're all morons. It's just, I don't think it would have played out like that. I honestly don't. I think you would have trusted your agents enough to at least hear them out. I mean, if if you you trust these these women, these agents who are out there kicking ass to do that, wouldn't you give them a second to try to explain what happened? Mm, I mean, they're on and off the books up. I don't know. But I I also don't think that... You know, people would be as dumb as what they are. But well, the dude. Then I watch movies that are like this, and then yes, they are. Well, okay. Well, let me ask you this: the dude's dead, the operative's dead, and the drive is gone, and all of them are in the room. Where I mean, what's there? Why would they still be there? Why would they, you know? Like it's just common sense. And I, and I know I'm, I might be asking the wrong question, but to me, that's what makes that's what kind of steps on. That's where the story sucks. Yeah, is, well, is, is story beats like that? It just that bothers me. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I think you're asking too much of a bad movie. Is what is all, what it all boils down to? Because like because like you said, this movie has potential. It really does. It has all the makings to be a good movie. It just I think it. I don't know. It just didn't take what what worked in in the other movies that are like it and did its own thing. Instead, it just feels like a bad rehash of things we've already seen into one into one movie and with a great cast. That's that, that's the part that irritates me because everyone in this is good. No one yeah, does a I mean, bad job. No, I mean, I was excited to see Diane Kruger. I love Diane Kruger in the early 2000s films, you know, National Treasure. She was Helen of Troy. She was in that movie with uh, Richard Gere, um, the, 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 the hunting party. She has, mm-hmm. she, she has pedigree, and she's a badass woman. I wanted to see more out of her character, and her character did do the most heavy lifting as far as killing goes. She definitely took on more than her fair share of the bad guys, and I can appreciate that. But I wanted to see more of – see – this is what John Wick has done to us. It's shown us that the bar is a 10. I always want to see. Okay, well, not even John Wick. Let's go Atomic Blonde. Not quite as good as John Wick, still good. Much better choreography in Atomic Blonde. Much, much better, better movie. Yes, yeah. you're right. Much better characters, much better movie. You're right. So, I mean, I, I know, Roger, you always say, don't emulate other films, make your own film. I get that, I but... If you, if, if you don't at least take a look at what works and why it worked and, and kind of maybe borrow some of that, this is what you end up with. No, no, no. I think, I, I think it's the opposite. This thing borrows way too much from other m- films. It doesn't borrow the pieces that are important. 
All right. It doesn't. Fair. It doesn't figure out its own way to stand out while just taking all the things we've already seen. Well, okay. What's okay, Chris? What would you have done as as someone who's a creative writer on this to make it stand out more, as oh, as, well, as its own thing? I think, I think what you do here is you take out all the needless, over the top action that makes no sense and make all your action scenes impactful. I think you up the stakes. I don't think you have all these big agencies and all these double crosses happening all at the same time and. You know all these th- dispendable throwaway bad guys. I think you have specific key players that are kn- that are known guys, known black market mercenaries, whatever, and make the action matter and make it tense and give it stakes. I think that gets you a better yeah, movie. You're, you're one, you, what you just said is textbook. You're right about that, hundred percent right. Your answers are textbook answers, but they're right answers. Uh, this movie lacked stakes. It lacked pretty much everything. Okay, let me ask you this: Did you guys? Let me. I mean, just give me an honest answer. Did you guys feel like they were ever in any real danger in the safe house? Yeah, not. I mean, I didn't think Mace was in any danger. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But some of them, yes. I, I thought we were going to lose Diane Kruger's character. I thought you, Chris. I, I also thought we were going to lose Diane Kruger's character. Yeah, which I thought would would have been fitting for her character. So role, which let me ask you this: this this made in in two thousand and this made in two thousand five. Do all the women make it out of it? I don't think they do. I mean, maybe, but at the same time, we don't have some of the things that they drew from back in two thousand. That's that, right? that's that's true. I think, um, I think I think we get a, a different movie because we have to get a different movie. But I, I see your point, and maybe you know, I I just I don't think this movie was brave enough to 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 stand out. As ironic as that might seem, I think that's its only problem, and I think that's the the biggest problem too. Well, well I mean, well said, because I mean. It takes bravery to do something different and, and take a chance rather than do a cookie cutter what you think is safe to make the money. So yeah, that well 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 said, Chris. Well well said. It, bravery might be the issue here. So yeah, well said, Chris. Um, well, thanks, buddy. I, I, Good okay. work, pal. Yeah, I'm on a movie talk show. Wow. Um, okay, so moving closer to scoring it then. What did you guys did you guys really like anything besides we we we, we all unanimously like the cast. They're great. What else yes. did you like about this movie? The Shanghai scene. Okay, fair, Roger. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a couple of decent fight scenes in this yes. movie. Yeah, I agree. With that. Um, that that's there's no question about that. Well, yeah. But again, though, like I'm not a giant fan of shaky cam, so some of the best parts of the fight scene I see from somebody's hip vibrating around like crazy <laughs> instead of just an overhead, so I could you know see what's all happening. But well, well, probably uh, shaky. Uh, Sorry, oh, go, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. Well, I was just gonna say, I agree with Roger here. Where you know we, we have some decent scenes, and and I'll echo what I said way earlier. I think this movie is a decent action movie after the Shanghai Safe House, because even even the hotel like climactic fight scene we got was actually a damn good action scene. Like I liked that whole thing. That whole piece was pretty good. Besides the eye rolling, I got the stuff, guys, and then someone gets shot. But you know, like the whole action scene, all the gunplay, all of it, the gun sounds, even it was all pretty good. I was. I was in for that whole gunfight. I thought that was pretty cool. I also have a problem, and I, I don't know why I look at this. I do because I guess some form of reality. But when people don't reload, that bothers me. When people don't reload, I don't. Okay, I don't have a problem with people not reloading if they're picking up guns as they go. But they didn't do that. You know what I mean? Like that. I expected them just to like that would have been to me. That would have been really cool. And I'm going to work that into a movie I make one day. Like this is you know your heroes as they're going through bad guy after bad guy after bad guy. They're also they're not reloading because they don't have to because they're just keep picking up weapons and and moving as they go, but they never did that. Like Diane Kruger in that last fight right before she shot, she used that same gun for like a six minute fight scene 
There's <laughs> that that gun doesn't have a thousand bullets in it, man. That that's a small clip. I mean, she got cheat codes, bro. <laughs> she got the Konami code, sure. God yeah. code. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see one of them reload a pistol. I, I think Chastain's character reloads a pistol a few times. Uh, she actually reloads her MP5 or MP7, whatever she's using. Okay, well, she reloaded. But I don't think in, in the last does. in the last fights in that last uh, gun battle. Um, but other than that, no, you're right. Yeah, it does happen very often. But I mean, look at look look at the ring trail. I mean, you never see Legolas running out of arrows or making more. Yet he always has a thousand arrows in his quiver. So even Legolas in like ha- even in Academy Award winning films, that does happen. Legolas has a magical quiver that's actually called the Quiver of, End- of Endless Arrows, which actually ge- actually uh, generates. And holds arrows in a bag of holding within the quiver. Thank you very much. My D and D nerds will get that. And they'll hey, really dork. <laughs> Speaking of D and D, did you do anything with your forty k, your Warhammer forty k stuff yet? Uh, I Not have a damn thing. I have, and I've also done things with D and D. So thank you very oh, much. Good, good so. for you. Good for you. Okay. Oh, thank, you, thank you. Back to all right, back to the three five five. Um, yeah, some of the things cool. I really liked. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> some of the things I really liked was I really liked that scene. That where they're all sitting around having a beer right before the shit hits the fan a second time. Mm-hmm. I thought that was one of the better scenes because you're learning something about the characters. <laughs> you know, you learn. I mean, again, Kruger's character is the by far and away the MVP of that scene too because she, her story is the best, hands down, the best. Um, but like that's one of the few real scenes in that movie is just you know grizzled, battle hardened grizzled warriors sitting down talking about their battle scars and how they got them. And I can appreciate that about a movie with in a movie about operatives that you know seem to be invincible. So I'm actually okay with that scene. It actually helped me out with the movie quite a bit. Uh, I did like the chore- the choreography a lot. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it looked fake. I didn't. It didn't to me look like stunt guys taking a fall. It looked the choreography looked like it took time to put together and tons of practice. And I could I appreciate that because it it helps me. You know that's the realism factor that I always I, I want in these movies. Um, is it John Wick level? No, but nothing is John Wick level, so I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. Except John Wick. Uh, there's a lot to like here. I think Chastain and Kruger really shine. I think Penelope's great. Um, I think everything and everyone in this movie they they do a fine job. I just the movie itself just it's not interesting. That's what I don't like about the movie. That there's there's nothing that really excites and interests me as far as film and this movie being in a sea of other better franchises like this. Anyone of you guys can chime in? Well, (laughs) I mean, I I get what you're saying there, but it's just when we, when I watch a movie like this and I think of a franchise potential, I don't see that here. Now, obviously, that's all they want from this is to make it that. I don't think it's going to be anything as good as that. No, no. Movie's not strong enough by itself to merit more from me. Because the last thing I want is to have watched a cookie-cutter movie to watch a cookie-cutter sequel. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right about that. I mean, it only made 11 million bucks. It's not... There's no sequel from from, from this. And unless this movie costs $1 million to make, which I don't think so, then... This has been a financial loss. So yeah, I mean, probably so. It's just I don't know. Chris, you've already said what you we, we didn't like. So let's move to score this thing then. I mean okay. I wanna be fair. Good, go first then. Okay, the three five five as it sits. 
Three and a half is where this is. Buddy, you should have said a three five five. <laughs> idiot. I didn't. You're right. I'm an idiot. A uh, three and a half is where this sits for me, and that's from the same studio that brought me the the Born franchise. I, I wanted a six or a seven or an eight, and I just didn't get it. Um, I'm trying to be fair. I think the three and a half is what it deserves fairly. Um. So I'll go ahead and go. So this movie's about a three. I mean, coincidentally, I could say it's a three and a half, make it a three five five. But I mean, this movie, there's a couple of okay scenes in it. The fight scenes are okay. Diane Kruger's character is by far the best. Everybody else, though, it's mostly a forgettable rehash of a spy movie with double crossing, and it just happens to have all women in it. Other than that, there's nothing special here. I will probably never watch this movie again. Three and a half. I think that's that, that's a that's a good description of this movie. The only thing I'll say in its merit is it does get pretty good from one scene on, but it comes way too late, and there's there's too many eye rolling points leading up to there. I mean, the, the line there's a line in this movie where one of the characters says to the rest of them, "We need to join forces." That is just yeah, you that is just that that line and how corny it is is exactly what you get from this whole movie. This movie is a three for me. It's just not good. That's mm. like that's like Saturday morning cartoon. You couldn't give it a three five five two. Listen, I wanted to, but as soon as you said it, as soon as you said it, I rolled my eyes. Because <laughs> that's what I did during a lot of this movie. Oh yeah, Boom. we got to I mean, join. I think we got to join our forces. Oh, just mm-mm. God. Yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> dear God. At times, it's, at times it's the the script was pretty weak. I'll give you that. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, that's being nice. I, I I wonder as its last thing. I wonder how that script attracted Jessica Chastain, Diane Kruger, Lupita Nyong'o, and Penelope Cruz. How in the world did that script attack that level of star well, power? So, I mean, it's I mean, maybe they have a financial stake in it. Maybe or and at the same time, you know, I, I I don't blame anyone for wanting to be a part of like, hey, we're gonna do this thing. It's never been, it hasn't really been done yet. Where we've had like the comedy, like all female cast for like for action spy movie thing, superhero movie thing, but with like you know, like what was that movie like Thunder or something? Thunder, Thunder Force. Force. Thunder Force. You know, like, I can't blame people who want to be a part of this. Hold things. on, hold and, on. Compared to Thunder Force, this 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 movie is a ten. This movie's a goddamn. Yeah, this movie. This movie's a nine and a half. Nine Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but I, I feel like you know a draw for this movie for this cast is hey, you know, we want to do a serious spy movie. We want to do you know with you know all, you know all the main characters being female roles. Do you want to be in? Of course, you're going to say yes. There's no reason not to, especially when you see who's behind it, and for a good reason. You know, to be a part of that, to be something, you know, be, to be that is a cool thing. You know, and it's and it's groundbreaking and it's awesome and all that kind of stuff, but it just didn't happen in a great film, you know. So I think that's I think that's where they're at. Yeah, I, th- I think you guys aren't totally. I mean, no one. I don't think is wrong about this. I just I wanted more from it, but then again, I want more from every movie. So I'm when it you comes do. to me, you have I'm, you have a problem with that. <laughs> but, 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 but like like Roger, we want all movies to be. Um, you know, competing for tens and nines. No, and listen, tens. I want all of them to be good. I mean, I'm the one that coined the phrase. I just hope it doesn't suck. Yeah. Um, but you're, I'm more of a realist, and I just know sometimes movies just do suck. So, you know, that's part of the. Why something. are why are 
why are filmmakers these days so scared of killing off main characters? This movie because could have been have for the sequel, man. Yeah, you, yeah, that's exactly it. You can't have sequels if your characters die. I mean, they don't all have to die. One one of them would have been fine. Are they going to come back as ghosts? No, the no, only just per- they're dead. The only, the only person they could kill off in this movie and and still do what they want to do and and have a sequel would either be well that or Penelope Cruz. There's only two people you can kill off in this movie and have a chance for your sequel you want. Well, see, I totally thought that was going to happen. I I thought she was going to leverage her own life in exchange for her family. I totally Maybe. thought that was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, yeah that would have been cool. Yeah, yeah, because well, cool for her character and Sebastian and Sebastian Stan's character, right? Because she says, "Hey, you know, don't you know, don't hurt them." You know, I know you. You know, just please take me. He goes, okay, and just and just, just crash, done. Yeah, done. <clears throat> Shock value, stakes, character lost. Reason for our, the rest of the girls to come back and murder everyone. Awesome. Guess what? They didn't do it. Yeah, so yeah. that would have been that would have been kind of awesome, though. I mean, yep, right. Weird. See, I, I like when things like that happen. You know, the guys point the guns at the family, and she says, "No, no, no." And then Sebastian Stan looks at her and says, "You, you kill me, and you let them go." That's honorable. And then he just does it and then dismisses his guys and goes on with the interrogation. He's like, I'll kill you too. They survived because she exchanged. Like, I know that's not usual dialogue, but that would have, that would have been like, Oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. I'll take that. It would have, it would have been that. Okay. They went there. Talk. And that would have been the first interesting thing to happen in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, gentlemen. All right. This has been episode 261. A of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service your choice of the following five. iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Raj Stillian. And I am Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check out the page on Facebook. Always posting things there. And check us out on YouTube also. Send us an email to For the Love of Cinema Podcast at Gmail. Dot com and next week we're taking a look at Scream and the Tender Bar, which is an Amazon movie. Yes.